and even in a sense, I, I've seen some CPAs say you should have another person look, you know, every three years at your tax returns because your CPA might have missed something. Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of the Business Talk Library. And today we have a great guest on because we're talking about a topic that a lot of business owners may be vaguely aware of and some may not be aware of at all. I mean, and it really comes down to things like, you know, payroll, employee benefits. I mean, there are so many different aspects to being a business owner. And this is one area that a lot of business owners, just to be honest, no one prepares you for this. So we wanted to bring on Kyle Candlish on to talk about this topic because this is what he specializes in in helping companies, helping other firms really provide a solution for their clients. So welcome to the show, Kyle. Thank you, Terrell. Right, no problem, no problem. Now, before we jump into the details of, you know, of, of what you do, tell us a little bit about your background. So my background, uh, I was a former competitive golfer and professional golfer. So um, did that for about uh, 15 years and then decided I wasn't where I wanted to be. And so I said, hey, I need to make a transition um, and try and figure out what I'm gonna do. But while I was at, in college, I, I always had a um, entrepreneurial uh, approach of how I wanted to do run my life business I you know always wanted to specialize in business so I, I majored in entrepreneurship so took classes helped write business plans for some businesses um, and with with the degree um, they made you study accounting finance um, other areas to make sure that you had a good understanding of where where you might need help in a business so um, so had that aspect. And then after, after I stopped playing golf, um, met a neighbor, a former neighbor of mine and asked me what I was doing. And I said, I don't know. So he's like, why don't you come take a meeting with me? So <laughs> took a meeting and, uh, I, I've grown substantially since then, but it was a great starting point. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Awesome. So, I mean, it, that's quite a bit there. I'm, I'm curious as to when you say professional golfer, you know, because I, I think people hear the term professional golfer. Give us a little bit of console. Were you like on playing on the PGA tours or what does that entail? <laughs> no, no, no PGA tour. I, I had a, a couple misses for Monday qualifiers for the PGA tour, but never quite there. Traveled and um, playing mini tour events down in Southern California and Arizona. Um, and just tried tried to make it. Um, had had a near mishap for the U.S. Open. Um, tough 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 swallowing one for that. That was actually in college. Um, but yeah, I didn't quite get it there, and that's kind of why I decided to stop playing. Um, they had just changed the rules from uh, being able to go through Q School to the PGA Tour. You no longer could go through Q school to the PGA tour. You had to go to, at the time it was the web.com. It's now the corn Ferry tour. And I just, I didn't want to play golf my whole life. Didn't want the traveling. I, you know, I enjoyed the traveling, but you know, when it comes to family and everything, it makes it a little more difficult. So I just decided, mm, let, let's, let's hang them up. 
So, <laughs> gotcha. and then uh, throwing me a little bit, life kind of um, circumstances happened a little, probably a year later, which I can't play golf now anyway. So, um, it was kind of a good decision. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Understandable. Yeah. So how was that transition going from, like I said, the level of discipline and, and I mean, consistency that you had to have to play golf at, you know, such a competitive level to then moving that over into entrepreneurship and your business. How was that transition? Uh, it was actually easy. I, I say it's easy, but it's a little different and easy, but I mean, for most professional golfers, they're spending 12 to 14 hours, seven days a week. Wow. Um, in some aspect of golf, whether it's their conditioning, um, driving, uh, practicing, playing. So it's a lot of, it takes up a lot of time. Um, and so I actually found like I had more time, um, which is crazy. But I had more time, so it, it made things a little easier. And I just took the same approach. I have to get this done. Um, you know, like when you're playing golf, I need to focus on my putting today. So you focus on your putting. Well, today I need to focus on hey, maybe giving some follow-up calls to, to the business owners or um, reach out to someone else today. So it, it makes it, it's easier yet difficult because it's a little different, but I, I have much more time. <laughs> Gotcha. Gotcha. No, I understand yeah. that because I mean, that's one of those things that as I talk to different, you know, entrepreneurs or different people that talk about a business where they're so in love with their craft that they don't think about all of those things that come with around like running a bit like you talked about, you know, making the follow up calls or hey, how are you going to get the word out there? Um, and then also like, hey, how do you you know, doing sales pitches and stuff like that to where it's like, people don't think about that when it comes down to like, hey, I want to be an entrepreneur. So I always think it's always interesting to hear different people's story on, hey, how did you start to navigate that part of building a business around the skill or the idea that you had? Yeah. And I, I will say last March made it a little more difficult with, you know, no longer having conferences. Um so you had to, I had to find a new way to get out, market myself. And so that was more difficult than actually the transition from golf to a new career. Gotcha. Gotcha. No, that makes a lot of sense. So, so I guess now that, you know, we're, you know, a, a year, what, 13 months into, you know, yeah. the height of the pandemic and yeah. So how much of your, your business have, or have you had to adjust or how have you worked around that of being able to compensate for the lack of conferences and events? I mean, it's a complete 180. Um, I'm using LinkedIn more, a lot, lot more. Um, I think I was connected to like 45, 50 people um, come like around April last year. Now I'm almost over 700 um so it's just trying to grow that way um and then i i kind of changed my approach i i talk with cpas more instead of actual business owners because i know there's a lot of cpas that um i can add value to what they're doing with businesses um or the fractional cfos um that are helping manage the books for for businesses um so i kind of just changed a little bit um, and then added added a few more um, options, I guess, for 
to make it more a well-rounded approach that I can help for nice. individuals. Yeah. Nice. I, I love it. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, what are the types of services? What are the types of help that people can expect when they're working with you? So what, what if I'm going to take kind of a deep dive in with the business um, and I'm going to ask them kind of what they're doing. Um, I'm going to ask them how many employees they have. Um, and then we're going to kind of take a dive into how can we save in what you're doing? So when I, when I say like I add more services, I was doing some other stuff, but I found individuals that can do it. So I, I have a group that will do work workers comp audits. Um, so I'll, I'll bring them in if that's needed. Um, if it's a retail business, um, which I know are hurting really, really bad right now. Um, I have another group that will do merchant audits. So I'll bring them in. Um, to make sure that, you know, for running credit cards, they're not overcharged because I mean, even if you're charged, what 0.01% on a million dollars of transactions, that's a lot of money that's going to start adding up. So, you know, bring that back into them. And then we're going to try and find ways, Hey, you're, you're spending money here. You're going to have to spend money, say on workers comp healthcare. Um, and let's see if we can reduce that. So let, let's see if you qualify. Is your business high turnover? Because that's going to make things a little more difficult. Um, but we have options for, for the high turnover. Um, the workers opportunity tax credits. Um, most small businesses are unaware of those. Um, I, I actually have a friend who works for uh, Ernest Young. Um, and he actually does them. But he won't do them for businesses under 2,000 employees. So, so we'll go down to one hire a year um, because there's about a 60% chance that that person's going to qualify for some form of tax credit. Um, and they'll range between $2,400 and $9,600 in tax credits. And that'll go against your payroll taxes. Um, and so the one concern that people get with that is, well, you know, I have a high turnover business and I tell them they only have to work 400 hours for you. That's all they have to work wow. And it's through the lifetime. So say you're hi hiring, you know, a, a kid who goes off to college. I'm not sure how that's going to work out now these days. <laughs> but, um, you know, they, they just do the summer job. You hired them. Maybe they're at 390. Well, they come back the next summer and work for you, work that extra 10 hours, and you get, the, you get that tax credit. So um, that's kind of what it is. They just have to work 400 hours in the lifetime to get the full and 125 to get the partial. So... I mean, that's, you know, 12 and a half hours for 10 weeks. That, that's not very much um, to get the partial. So it will, you know, and it'll definitely help against your payroll taxes. That's a, an expense you're going to have to pay no matter what. <laughs> so, gotcha. yeah. Gotcha. So, no, yeah. That's, that's, that sounds like a good mix. I mean, because you have, like I said, you, have, you know, savings on tax credits, whether it's savings on like with your merchant accounts, which, Having worked with a soft a tech company that that made that process that was payment processors for parking, like that's where I started to learn a lot about like the credit card fees and everything. Like they can definitely add up. <laughs> I was unaware of them until I had an, a colleague of mine tell me about this, and I'm like, that's insane. He he was telling me the reason it actually started. He he was actually just he finished up a meeting, went into a bar. And this, this, the owner comes out and he's furious. 
and he because he got a bill for twenty thousand dollars from the credit for processing credit cards and he's like what the heck so he was doing them and um went and ran it and i think he only had to pay like four thousand of the 20 so he saved 16 grand right there so yeah it was you know it's it, it, it helps <laughs> so definitely yeah. i mean and it's yeah. one of those things i always tell people that um when I, I think about, you know, any type of business, I always look at like, you know, the company behind it. Let's say you look at credit cards, like most companies that like the name that's on a credit card, they are like billion dollar companies, which means they're really good at doing what they do. So it's yeah. like you probably want to keep an eye on it because they're really good at making money and they they make their money somehow. So you want to keep an eye on those type of things. Right. Right. And so, yeah, it's just me trying to find out, you know, what way can we save you money? Gotcha. So, gotcha. you know, and so I did bring on another option. It's for um, for businesses without high turnover. Um, it's called self-insured medical expense reimbursement plans. It's a mouthful. I call them some to make it easier. <laughs> um, and so that's going to that's going to reduce your your payroll tax again, because, again, it's something that's not going to go away. It's going to work, re- reduce work comp and healthcare expenses. So again, but if you're a high turnover business, it makes it really difficult. So uh, I have to dive in and see what's going on with the business first to make sure that one is a good fit because that's going to be the best for your business um, out of everything, but only if you're not high turnover. So yeah. Now, how do you got, how would you define high turnover? Uh, In I'd say like half your employees leaving, um, you know, annually. Um, what, what we really need is someone there for a year um, because it, it defeats the purpose of the benefits that the employees get, as well as it makes the accounting really difficult. And also the standpoint, we need, we need you working 30 hours a week. We need basically a full-time employee. If you're part-time, okay. That's, you know, so seasonal workers, not, not going to help, you know, um, I, I had an individual ask me about a ski resort and I'm like, yeah, that we, we can't, can't do it. I mean, you're looking at maybe six months out of the year, max. Um, it's not going to fully work. Um, and, and most of the time, cause the part-time aren't always offering benefits either. So it's not, it's not going to really help them it'll help them in the payroll taxes, but not really in the, in the healthcare expense area. And that's really where the big benefit is. Gotcha. Awesome. Awesome. Now one last piece on the services that you offer on the workers comp, you know, um, without giving us too much detail on, uh, like, you know, you guys secret sauce, um, (laughs) what's a common, what's the common era that you've seen when it comes down to people's workers comp? Well, it's not, that part I'm not really doing, but I've, I have an individual that said, um, they didn't say that they had Aflac. So that's going to help with your workers comp, um, because it's an extra benefit. Um, so that, you know, that if you have to file a claim, Aflac's going to cover it. Um, so that's, that's a benefit, you know, and people make errors. So it's just taking the deeper dive in, right. And making sure that everything's done right. Um, you know, the business owner might've made an error or the underwriter 
or and the insurance company might have made an error. It's, um, you know, I mean, and even in a sense, I, I've seen some CPA say you should have another person look, you know, every three years at your tax returns because your CPA might have missed something. You know, it's just it's getting another set of eyes uh, makes it helpful. Awesome. Awesome. So if someone's interested in doing business with you, they're like, they're like, hey, I, I love what I heard. I mean, from, you know, the payroll tax credits, the, the credits on uh, on benefits, workers comp audit, um, the merchant audits. I mean, if they're interested in any of that, how do they get in touch with you? LinkedIn's a great way. I'm, I'm like I said, I had to start using it. So I'm on there a lot. Or they can just, uh, they can email me at kcanlish at spencerfs.com. So email me and I, I normally get back within 24 hours. So awesome. Awesome. But on, on LinkedIn, there's a better chance you might get that first, you know, that response right away. So, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Well, before we wrap up, one question I always like to ask every guest that comes on. I mean, when you think about your journey and think about the things that you've kind of learned along the way, you know, what's two lessons that you would share with other business owners? Two lessons. Um, well, for, for future, like wannabe business owners, it's not easy. <laughs> Nothing's ever easy. It's, uh, you know, I, I say it was less time, but it still wasn't easy um, to, to establish the business. And still, I'm still trying to grow it. Um, the other business is make sure you have a plan on what you want to do and follow that plan. Um, because I found myself going too broad. And it made it difficult having the conversation with the business owner because you're offering five, six, seven, eight things and they're having trouble grasping it. And so, and then you sometimes have to just guess, is this the right fit for the business owner? So, um, you know, just narrowing down your focus and if you need to have someone else help you in another area, it doesn't hurt to have another person help you, helping you in that area. Gotcha. I, yeah. I love it. Well, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on the show. Definitely been a pleasure to have you on to hear a little bit more about the great work that you do. And before we wrap up, you know, um, again, if they're looking for you on LinkedIn, what do they type in to find you? Uh, it's, I think I come up just straight as Kyle Canlish on there. It, I changed it, uh, a while back. I found out how to change it on there and I forgot exactly how, but I've, just typing up Kyle Canlich, if you do a Google search, it pops right up. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Kyle, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Finance and Accounting Show. If you like what you heard, don't be selfish. Make sure you hit that subscribe button and then share this with a friend because you know a business owner that could definitely use this insight. So be sure to hit that subscribe button, share it with a friend, and turn on the notification bell so you get all the updates when we release a new episode.